You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. Hello. Welcome back, Joanna. Glad to be here. We're, we're, we have a nice setup here at the, uh, the kitchen table. Yes. Please excuse any dog trotting that you may hear in the background. Ah, it's pretty late though, so. They are passed out on the couch, so hopefully we have a good few minutes of peace and quiet. We'll, we'll wait and see if we hear a mom. <laughs> also a possibility. Coming from upstairs. So this episode is kind of a, a little bit of a recap of our, our trip that we just went on. So we, we went to Costa Rica. We were there for 10 days. And we took the kid with us, and it was a amazing trip. It was fantastic. One of our best, I think. And this that trip happened um, as a result of one of our my previous episodes. So I chatted with um, Scott McIntyre. You guys can scroll back and and check out that episode if that interests you. Um, but basically, we talked about the his just gumption, I guess, to sell everything and move to Costa Rica. Yeah. Literally like just two suitcases and the clothes on their back and, and that was it. Set up shop and I think he had to come back with three suitcases though. He posted yeah, enough if anyone had one. So. <laughs> but yeah, he invited us to go down and we took advantage for sure. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to have a have a place to stay, stay with some friends and I'm really glad the way we did that trip. Um, so Scott picked us up from the airport and drove us down. How long was the drive down? It's like it's like four and a half hours. It was a while. Holly threw up in the car. The roads roads are very <sighs> twisty. She doesn't do well on twisty roads. I no. brought lots of gravel. We were good after that. Yeah. So we stayed with Scott and his family, um, and we were about. It was like 300 meters from the beach. Very close. Like pretty close. You could hear the way it's crashing from, from the deck. Um, so it was nice in that aspect that we had kind of like a, a tour guide. We had some local inns. Yeah. We knew what to expect, what to eat, like wh- what to stay away from, stuff like that. So He took us to some cool spots that we probably wouldn't have found on our own. I don't think some people there know yeah. that those spots exist. <laughs> he only knows because he's done some exploring himself and kind of poked around and asked asked around. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of like the first part of the trip. And then the second part, we ended up renting a car and driving. So the first part was kind of like beach stuff. Uh, second part, we drove like five and a half hours inland. Uh, so it was more like mountain jungle area um still touristy but man we saw a lot of wildlife like that was yep. the the highlight for me for the second part anyway but that's it's kind of the the outline of the trip like it was we went with zero plans we yeah. had we had nothing booked we literally just got on the plane scott picked us up and 
we just winged it every that's, day. That's all we knew and was, was Scott was picking us up. That's, that's all we knew. It was fantastic. So we were like, how can we talk about resiliency when it comes to this episode? Because we kind of want to do a little recap of, of the trip. Um, and that's kind of one aspect is traveling with no plans. It's outside my comfort zone. <laughs> so like, all right, back up leading up to the trip mom bought me bought us a book it's like this costa rican travel guide yep and i kind of like fanned through it but um didn't really pay attention to many of the things in it and then you know a few weeks leading up to the trip joanna's like so what are we gonna do what are we gonna do when we get there i'm big on the research so i i go on my phone i'm like top things to do in Costa Rica. <laughs> and so I'm laying on the couch and I'm just like, how about this? She goes, nope, that's on the other side of the country. Well, it can't be that far. It's like 11 or 12 hours away. Okay, well, how about this thing? Nope, that's way too far north. Okay, how about this thing? No, that's way too far south. What the hell? So I was like, I don't care. I don't care what we do when we get there. We'll just make it up then. So we went with no plans and it was perfect. Yep. Highly recommend. So we had Holly with us, who has not done, I think, we brought her to Boston in the fall, and that was her longest trip. But she's never done a plane ride longer than going to Florida. So for her, just sitting on a plane for five hours was outside of her comfort zone. So now when she's talking about like, if we ever go on another trip, like how far is it? She's like, well, I already did five hours, so I'll probably be fine. She built up a bank already. So like we talk about doing, oh, if you do a thousand burpees, well, if you have to do 50 in a workout, then that's nothing. So kind of that mindset for her now, which is kind of a neat little switch for. And we had to trick her into going, (laughs) basically. She had this thought in her head that she didn't like airplanes. And we've had her on flights since she was five months old. We were like, no, you like flying. We've always had a good time, good experience. She's like, no, I'm not going, not getting on a plane. So we had to trick her with horseback riding on the beach (laughs) uh, and seeing toucans and sloths and all the wildlife. That kind of piqued her interest. Eventually she was like, okay, I'll go. But I'm still not excited about the airplane. And that was the easiest part. Yeah. All of our <laughs> flights were on time and uneventful. It was Super smooth. Yeah. 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 And then the car ride there was the, the worst part. <laughs> yes. We drugged her with gravel for all of the car rides after that. Yeah. Anyway, it was a great trip. We had, um, like I said, a lot of beach stuff. Uh, I tried surfing for the first time. And I was there for, honestly, it was close to an hour around there. And in that hour, I managed to get up and actually like ride a wave twice. Yeah. That's why there's no pictures or video (laughs) because they would have been just standing there watching me get beat down by all the waves. Now the waves were, uh, out of my comfort zone. Yes. But Scott's like, oh, those are just baby waves. Yeah, there were like some bigger what? there were some bigger ones later in the week when we were there. Yeah. But um even the baby waves there are way bigger than anything that we would have here. 
what I'm used to anyway. So yeah, the last time I got up, I like rode the wave all the way in and it was like nine seconds. I was like, man, that was amazing. <laughs> like I was so pumped about it and I can see why it's addictive. Yeah. And it was fun to go back and like learn something that I've never done before. Yes. It's not often you get to learn something new, no. completely foreign. I talked about this before about um, getting a unicycle. Like it, it felt good to just be completely new and green to that. Like I want to, I want to do something that's completely out of, out of the realm of like athleticism that I'm used to. Like put me with a barbell or, or a kettlebell. That's my jam. Put me on a surfboard and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing, but it was fun to learn. Yep. Yeah. Got to stretch your wings. I would say you got to stretch your wings a little bit by going on a two hour horseback ride. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Just um, if you go to Costa Rica and you do a horseback riding tour, wear the pants oh, that God. they suggest you wear, even though it's a bazillion degrees. Just wear the pants. It's worth it. <laughs> the rubbing. So much chafing. The rubbing. Oh, God. Uh, and their horses just like to like break into a trot whenever they feel like it. Um, yeah. It was an experience, but Holly loved it. Just seeing her reaction, Run. like running, running on, on the, the beach. beach. Man, that was cool to see. That was worth all the leg chafing. I was like tearing up when I saw her the second time when like yeah. he really took her down the beach. I could see her smiling from like a mile away. However far she was like grinning ear yeah. to ear, running down the beach with this horse. I'm like, she, she is loving this right now. Yeah. It was a great experience for her. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and then we kind of... So after the the beach stuff and, and all that, we, we moved up to the jungle. We and were on our own. We had no local guide anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Managing weird roads. Man, no, those roads were twisty, man. No laws. No road laws. <laughs> Yeah. Just intersections with no stop signs. Just close your eyes and go. That was one thing that Scott mentioned. Like you, you can't be Canadian there. Like you can't be like, no. oh, okay, you can go now. There's no, there's no waving people by. First off, they don't believe you. Yeah. Like they're not, they just, if you try to let somebody cross the road, they're like, what is wrong with him? Yeah. You just drive. He's going to try and run me over. You just go. So anyway, yeah, there's no, there was no like uh street signs traffic lights pavement yeah they don't have addresses <laughs> um, like there's there's no like yeah. this is your house number and your street name that doesn't exist so when we got to immigration when we got there they asked us for the address for where we were going and most people have like a hotel name that they can give them but we didn't have that so we said we're staying with a friend in santa Teresa. she said okay but i, I need like a specific address Scott didn't even know his address. He had to message his wife <laughs> who texted me the address. But they, it's like 50 they, meters past this business. landmark or business yeah. or whatever on the main road. Okay. So when you're trying to get to an Airbnb, there's no address. They just, they, they send you like a, they drop a, pin, a, pin. a pin drop and that's all you have to go by. You get close. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. All right, and then uh, yeah, so then we went up to the uh, the volcano at La Fortuna, and man, what a sight that was! 
We were lucky and had some pretty clear days where we could see like the full thing. Yeah. The hot springs were pretty sweet. Yes. I was a big fan of those. And then the, uh, we did a lot of nature tours. So we did the Bulgarian trail, um, saw a ton of sloths, lizards, uh, bullet ants, poison frogs, poison dart frogs, the owls, bats. Those owls were huge. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of. Oh yeah. I forgot about the bats. Those two little bats on the tree. Yeah. Hummingbird, like a nest, like a baby hummingbird nest. So true story here. Hummingbirds lay two eggs. They hatch. The strongest baby pushes the other one out of the nest to kill it so that it is literally survival of the fittest. Hmm. That was crazy when he told me that. I was like, that's insane. But that's the jungle. (laughs) That's what it's like. Yeah, we had a really good guide for that tour. Mm. I liked him. He was so passionate about like getting the perfect vantage point of everything that we saw. And he he got right in there. He just like, he'd poke like poisonous frogs with a stick so they would hop out and put them on a leaf. Like like everybody's kind of standing six feet away. (laughs) He's like, no, no, come closer. Come closer. Bring your camera in here. Yeah, that was awesome. And then uh, we did an early morning bird tour, I guess. Yeah. And when we it first started. It was at 5.30 in the morning. We had to be there at 5.30. Yeah. Yeah, it was early. But it was worth it. When we first started walking through, I'm like, this seems like we're just in some guy's backyard. Like, it seemed really weird. Yeah, uh, it was just us and one guy. At first. And then, uh, and then we started seeing these, like, amazing tropical birds. We're like, holy crap. Like, the parrots that I saw. I don't think you guys really... Got a good view. I didn't of them. really get a good view of the parrots, but those were awesome. Those giant green parrots with some red red highlights on them, and then we saw a whole tree filled filled with toucans. Now they were off in the distance, and then on the way back we got a little closer, and we got like really close up to some. Like they were like you just look up right and they're right head. above our heads. So like that was pretty neat to see. Yep, Holly wanted to see a toucan. She did a school project on them before we left. Mm-hmm. So it was like the one must see animal. And we hadn't seen one. We had one day left. So we were like, okay, we'll just throw all of our eggs in this bird tour basket. and <laughs> Hope for the best. Yeah. Worked out. All right. So that was basically our trip. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, highly recommend. So if, if you say Costa Rica is on your bucket list, Make it happen. Just go. Just, Just make it, it happen. Yeah. And if you need any like tips or tricks or advice or anything, um, let us know. We can definitely help you out based on the experiences that we had there. So I do want to end this podcast though with what I see as how Costa Ricans themselves are resilient. Mm-hmm. And the first one is just the environment there. You have to be a resilient human in order to survive that. So they get hit They're you know, Costa Rica's kind of prone to natural disasters, mm-hmm. you know, hurricanes, floods, landslides, things like that. Um, and they, they rebuild their communities and their lives back. It's just the way it is. And they don't, they don't think of it as like a, a negative. It's, it's just kind of like the way it's of life. Just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And then 
you know, little old us, we got to experience some of the, the environmental, uh, challenges like bugs everywhere all the time, just everywhere. Just, <laughs> just, Oh, there's bugs in your bed. Just brush them off and then go to sleep. There's a gecko in the shower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know this, but geckos sound like the th- three stooges when they laugh Yes. and I'll try to mimic it, but they go. <laughs> yeah. We can hear it all over. They're just, la- they're just laughing at you. But yeah, they're everywhere, so you can kind of hear them suction cupping around. And then at our Airbnb, we had a bird fly into the house. One of the the Costa Rican nocturnal birds. And it started like banging its head against the ceiling. And (laughs) Joanne and I had a bed sheet and a broomstick. (laughs) And we made this wall. And we tried to like push it towards the door. But they were vaulted ceilings, so it kept flying over the bed sheets. Anyway, we called the, uh, we got a hold of the... I sent a message to the Airbnb guy. The host. And he was like, I'll see if, um, I guess his maintenance guy can come and help you. The maintenance guy speaks zero English. None. Which is another, I guess, if you want to call it resilient thing, you have to figure out how to communicate in a different language (laughs) when you go to different places. So he gets there and he just like walks over to the bird and nice and slow, gently scoops it up in his hand, like on the first try. And he goes, oh, oh. he's just like, this is a little bird. <laughs> and he said like nocturnal, I guess the, the word's kind of similar in Spanish. So we were like, oh, okay. It only comes out at nighttime. Um, but yeah, that was, that was an experience. Yeah, he just went out back, he petted its head and then just it flew away. threw it in the air and it flew away. It's like, that's insane. But he walked over to like our Airbnb was... On a farm. On on a farm. We had cows for neighbors. The rooster woke us up every morning. Like 4.30. Um, we were outside of La Fortuna by like a good 15 minutes down a little dirt road. So we weren't near anything. But the service guy just walked over with flashlight, him and his son. So I don't know where they came from, but <laughs> they're yeah. all very community-based. Yeah. So yeah, that's one. The, the, the environment there definitely leads to... Uh, natural born resiliency um the other thing was as we were leaving so while we were there it was called holy week and that's based around easter they don't really do christmas like easter is like that's that's the holiday and easter not as we know it yeah like we were there at easter we saw zero easter bunnies no easter eggs no like there's no commercialized easter or christmas i guess for the most part um but yeah it's very religious based and so some of the stores were closed or they close early because of that that holy week but the kids weren't going to school however there were a lot of schools and Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you were driving there were the speed bumps they're called reductors (laughs) i'm sure it sounds a lot better when you say (laughs) i don't know how to say it in in uh spanish but anyway um, yeah, they always come in two. So you had to slow down, then there'd be a school and then there'd be another speed bump and then you drive off. They're everywhere. So as we were leaving on the last day, we had to leave our Airbnb at around 6am. We passed all of these kids in full uniforms, walking to school at or six o'clock in the morning, waiting for the bus. And they were very pleasant looking children. Yeah. 
<laughs> my child would not be pleasant looking at six o'clock in the morning. Our kid's not awake at six o'clock in the morning. Like we have to pull her out of bed sometime after seven just to get get moving. But that was another thing. Um, I I found out recently that Costa Rica has if one of the highest, if not the highest literacy rate in the world at 97%, which is absolutely crazy. Um, so the fact that they have such a, a, a drive and a pursuit for education speaks volumes to their resiliency. Mm-hmm. The last one here is their, the idea of their conservation of the environment. If you go up and, you know, punch somebody in the face you're just going to get punched back but if you punch a dog straight to jail (laughs) right away no questions asked they protect their animals their animals are protected more than the people there and that's that was crazy the dogs the so many dogs So, so many dogs they're just everywhere so you could be cruising down like any road a highway doesn't matter there's a and dog. there's dogs on the side and they just know to like move over. They're not dumb. They don't, they don't like wander into the road as cars are coming at them. They just wander over and then they come back out and then they and trot they, on their merry they don't, way. They don't look like they're um, malnourished. When no. They're fit. Like they all look like they're in okay shape. Yeah. We had a jungle cat at Scott's house who came to visit every morning. Same time. Holly named her Rosie. Rosie. Yep. yep. She fell in love with this cat that came to visit every morning. But it was the most friendly cat and I it, have ever met. And it had a crooked tail. Yeah, it, it had a bent was tail. probably like run over or attacked by a <laughs> monkey or something. Uh, but yeah. And they fed it every morning. And I'm sure there was like, I don't know how many other houses in that area that kept food and water out for the cats and the dogs. Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of neat to see the the love of their their environment and the the animals and creatures there um yeah when we went on that um what was it the hanging bridges tour uh we saw there was a security guard and i don't don't know why he was there at that particular spot because it was like pretty far in but there was a a viper it was a pit viper that was kind of curled up in this little coil really close to the side of the trail so I don't know if he was there to like make sure it make didn't sure get disturbed or anything, but he, as I was walking by, he's like snake and he was like pointing. I was like, Oh, okay. So I walked over and he goes, huh? and he just starts pointing at it. I'm like, Holy crap. It's right there. <laughs> Kevin loves snakes. Yeah. So I did like a Google <laughs> image search later to find out what it was. I'm like, okay, that's yep. one of those, uh, ouchy ones. If you get too close. So yeah. Don't yeah. try and touch any of the animals. No, absolutely not. Especially if they're colorful. All right. Um, and on the environment part, even at the grocery store, they don't have big plastic jugs and glass jars full of things. So like their jam comes in little squeezy pouches and ketchup and mustard. Like it's all little squeezy pouches that are easier to dispose of. Yeah. Dish soap. Although I do find their the way they get rid of their garbage is kind of weird. I don't know if that was just because it's a small town. Yeah. They just leave it on the side of the road. And people come and get it eventually. Eventually. But until then, there are vultures everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
Um, so yes, it was an amazing trip. Highly recommend you go. If you weren't even thinking about Costa Rica, start thinking about it. Yeah. It was one just, of our best trips. Just look up some of our pictures. If uh, I'm on Instagram, I, I threw a bunch of pictures and stuff up there too. So um, that's our Costa Rica story. And travel. Stretch your legs. Get out of the comfort zone. <laughs> Communicate in a different language that you don't know. <laughs> it's all part of it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.